Hello and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. I'm your host, Laurence, and today we have something special as I am interviewing one of my clients, Ashley. And I'm super excited to share this because this is from my Intuitive Woman program. So this is my holistic health and life coaching program for women who want to transform the relationship with themselves, their body, their relationship with food, and really want to start thriving from the inside out. And so this is much more than just food that we talk about um, because it's really about this internal shift. And what you're gonna hear from Ashley is a lot of those moments where she decided to make a decision, she decided to you know, stand up for herself, to put herself first. And this is where her world started to shift. And it wasn't necessarily that her external environment changed, but it was her internal environment so that she can show up more confidently. She can stand up for herself. She can feel better in her body. She can feel more love for herself. She can overcome triggers and not react the same way. She can have um, you know, more fulfilling relationships, not just with herself, this connection, but with others and so much more. And I think that's really what we are after. Um, it's really that feeling of knowing who you are, feeling comfortable in your skin, confident in your skin, and really showing up as the person who is in charge of your life instead of just, you know, perhaps being the victim to your circumstances. And this can be really defeating when we are especially um, dealing with health issues like PCOS and hormonal issues where we're not getting answers. We're being told, just take a pill. There's nothing you can do. You're female, this is what happens or it's aging or whatever. And it can be really defeating. And so this is where she decided to empower herself and put herself first, make her health a priority and realize that there was another way. So I'm super excited to share this with you. I'm going to share the interview now. And if this is something that you need help with yourself, please reach out. I'll put the link in the show notes if you'd like to learn more about this program and we can chat more. All right, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here for this conversation today. And I really appreciate you accepting my invitation to come on here to talk to me and to my listeners. I'm quite excited. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast, by the way. So if I sound nervous, that's why. You're going to be great. I am so excited to hear about your story and share it a little bit more because the reason I wanted you to come on is because your journey has been so inspiring for me and you've just gone through so much. And I know that there's so many people who can relate to you and who need to hear this message. So I would love to start off. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say that's kind of really interesting to hear because like I'm, I'm your client. So like you show up and you're like there for me, but I never actually think about it being like motivational and inspiring to you in return. So I just thought that was like, that's really cool. Yeah. And I think that when you go through personal growth, your journey, healing, whatever. When you get outside your comfort zone, you do things that you didn't know you could do. You start to surprise yourself, start to take action, start to see results in your life. Then you not only start to prove to yourself that you can do things that you didn't think you could do, 
but then you also become a lighthouse and an example and inspiration for others. And sometimes we have no idea like, oh, that's not a big deal, right? But um, I think this as well, you know, coming on the podcast can really even help you anchor that in more that you are actually an inspiration, not just to me, but then also so many women that are gonna to listen to this. And even in your life, I know that we've also spoken about this too. You've been inspiring other people in your life and they're asking what you're doing. So I think this is a big part of going through our own journey because then we start to lead ourselves, but then others also see us, right? So I'd love for you to introduce yourself and share whatever you wanna share, um, a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so um, I'm Ashley, so uh, I'm uh, Laurence's client, and I've just kind of finished up the three-month package, um, but I have decided to continue working with her because she's amazing. Um, And yeah, um, I'm an American, but I live in Germany with my husband and two kids. We have a small um, farm. It's kind of like a hobby farm that we're trying to set up. And uh, my background is in biology. So I have a PhD in biology, but I realized that's just not really my calling. So I'm starting from scratch. And that includes working on myself and seeing what that becomes and who am I at the root and the core of everything. And yeah, so I don't know, you, can, you know me more than I know myself at the moment, Lauren, so if you have a particular thing you want me to talk about, please ask. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom right now and really enjoying that and finding it a struggle as well. I know there's a lot of women out there who won't admit it, but I do find parenting like a huge struggle, um, so I'm owning it. I'm really trying to do my best and being present. I brought two lives into this world and I want to be responsible for that. So, yeah. Yeah, you're literally just inspiring some more questions. So I'm just like writing some notes down. Um, but yeah, the first question I wanted to ask and it's gonna tie into a little bit of what you mentioned with like having a family and juggling everything. And I think as women as well, asking for help is something that a lot of us have a hard time with or we resist it or we feel guilt around it. But I know for you, when you reached out for help, specifically around like life coaching, it seemed like you were ready. Like you knew like you needed support, you're looking for a life coach. And a lot of women aren't really in that space. Like sometimes they don't know what they need or that they'd even need help or they're scared to ask for help. So I'd love to know what led you to wanting to find a coach? Was it something that you were thinking about for a long time or how did that process kind of go for you? I think it was like a lot of things. I think in one word, I was at a desperation point. Like I, I was desperate. I was, I could cry at any moment. I could pull my hair out at any moment. There was no self-love. It was a lot of self-hatred. There was no appreciation for everything I was doing. Um, so I really, I really was like, okay, I'm desperate. What can I, at rock bottom, what can I do? What is the next step? And I was so low that all I could think of is I'm in a Facebook group for women with PCOS. 
um, I can briefly uh, describe my past with PCOS. But I was like, I literally just wrote on there a simple sentence, like, has anyone ever worked with a health and fitness coach or a life coach? And it, it was that simple. Like, that was the sentence. And I think you and two other coaches wrote in, And I, I was like, oh, I've never really thought about life, like, PCOS as, like, you know, this whole holistic approach. And there was, like, a, a couple coaches. And I just opened the profile. And for me, I have to go with what I'm feeling. And I think it was, like, purely your picture that I first saw. And I was like, that, that's who I want to be. Like, I want to be smiling on a dock somewhere. That is, that is my goal. And, like, I was like, yes, okay, do this call with her. Go, go, go. And it was just, like, really believing that my steps would take me in the right direction because there was no lower I could go in my own head. So it was trusting that this was, this was how it was supposed to be. Yeah, and I think that most humans, this also happened to me, hit rock bottom and then they're like, okay, I need help. Like a lot of the time we avoid asking for help until it's like, oh shit, I don't really have any other options. Yeah, exactly. And I, I had asked, no, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, I had actually uh, sought help before I was doing this whole like um, reflection year by myself. Um, so actually it started in 2018. I had moved to Germany from England and my weight went up dramatically. I stopped getting periods. Um, like my emotions were all across the board. I was like an emotional teenager. I could not control my emotions at all. And if I could, I was laying in bed, not getting out of bed. Um, and my husband and I had been trying to conceive another baby and it was like going over a year mark and I was starting to really stress about that. So I was like, okay, I'm in a new country. I need to find new doctors anyway. So like, let's just, just put it out there. Let's go to every doctor. And I got some really shitty doctors. I'm not going to lie. Who told me to like, I literally had one doctor who should not be a doctor, but um, he was like, you need swimming's not enough. I love swimming. It's like my, my passion It's my meditation. Swimming's not enough. I need to run. I need to stop eating carbs and just eat less. And like every woman with PCOS is told this at some point along her journey. And I was just like, no, that is not, not okay. That's not okay. So I went back to my um, GP and was like, uh, this is what your colleague, your colleague, the one you sent me to said, and she's like, no, that's not okay. So she put me on metformin. Um, and I saw, um, I'm in kilograms now. I saw 13 kilograms fall off in three months, 13 kilograms. And everyone's like, oh, that's great. Good job. PCOS is it's, it's, it's done. It's cured. Great job. And I was like, but it's not. Cause I still, still feel this terrible terrible feeling like I'm not living my life how I should and then um I got pregnant so they took me off the metformin so that was like great everyone's like you cured it because you're pregnant now went through the whole pregnancy it was fine and then we hit like corona and stuff and immediately after giving birth I was put back on metformin um and my breast milk stopped I could not breastfeed my baby because they did not tell me that it was hormone affected, like it affected your hormones. But then I like 
went off it again to try to breastfeed my baby. And then I actually was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I was like a hundred, over a hundred kilograms. And that was after giving, that was six to eight months after giving birth. So I actually went up in weight after giving birth. So it was just terrible. So then I, I went on this very, very strict, very unhealthy borderline eating disorder diet along with metformin and I dropped 18 kilograms in four months and everyone's like you're looking great you're doing great and then the weight just came back it just came back I changed absolutely nothing and it came back so then I was like no this is a disaster my life is a disaster my personal life is a disaster everything is just going terribly wrong what can I do and that is when I put that post up that was when I was like I am not healthy I know I'm not healthy I don't feel good in myself so people are looking at me saying I look great when I'm basically starving myself to death and they're all saying we're really worried that you're not eating enough but you look great and I think that's what really hit me is that like this is not going to go well. This is not going to end well if I don't ask for help. And there is no one in my current environment who is going to offer me that help. So where do I ask for help? So that was, that wow. was my start. That was my Thank start you. of my journey. Thank you for sharing that and for being so vulnerable. And this is something that I think it's very common for us to go through like okay, first thing I'm going to do is go see my doctor, right? And go the conventional route because that's what's offered. That's what's easier, quote unquote. But then a lot of us kind of go through a similar sort of process as you and we get frustrated. We're like, it's not working. I don't feel better. La la la. Or like, what? I'm like hardly eating anything. Um, This is not sustainable. And then we kind of hit that rock bottom and we can avoid this. We can absolutely change without having to hit the rock bottom. But a lot of the time humans do need that sort of like, oh shit, like I need this sort of trigger to change, right? I'm just, just going to put it in there right now though, that even going to the doctor was already taboo for the family I had grown up in and the family I was like married into, like admitting, like going to see all these doctors is done in private. Like we don't really talk about health. We don't explore things. And my, my family is so hypocritical because like, uh, you know, some of them are hypochondriacs and other of them like love the holistic approach. But um, when there's a real problem, they, they just disappear. They don't talk about it. It's all handled like individually. And I needed help. I needed someone to say, how can I help you? Or what can we do? What can we, like, I just needed someone and it ended up being me I needed me to make that step and saying okay I now have two children one of them being a girl who might actually go through the same thing I'm going through and my mom my mom is going through it right now but all the symptoms like my mom's at the end of it my mom is so unhealthy and and having so many health problems because she never I mean I I don't think she knew but I think a lot of our symptoms are the same and I think they just went untreated so I kind of have the the future and the past looking at me and I'm the one that can change that and uh, that is what really really motivated me in our work together say okay this needs to end and start with me so 
Yeah, that is so powerful. And this is something where it's like, I hear a lot about our genetics and it runs in the family and all that, but it's like, when it comes to genetics and then even trauma and all these things, it can literally stop with us and we can create a new story. Like we can change, we can shift our genes. This is epigenetics. We cannot pass on trauma to our kids. We can start to change how we you know, speak to our kids, how we interact with others, because that also impacts how they grow up and then what they do and how they, you know, bring up their own kid, their own kids. So this is where it's like, that is so powerful. You're like, this ends here. This stops with me. That is true empowerment. And something that I want to mention around having kids, because I think that obviously there are times where it's like, we don't feel ready to take on change. But at the same time, it's like, there's never really like, you never really feel ready because it's always going to be a bit uncomfortable. And this is where yeah. we can come up with excuses around a lot of the time it's around family. Like this can also be difficult for women. I want to hear your point of view on this because I'm not yet a mom. I don't have like a family, but a lot of the time when I hear women say that, you know, they want to put themselves first, they want to make their health a priority, their happiness, whatever their priority then the kids come in, but I have a family, I have kids. And it's almost like they use mm-hmm. the kids as mm-hmm. an excuse. Definitely. Action. So I'd love to hear your point of view on that. I, I wonder if it's actually like women using it as an excuse or is it the people around them giving them that excuse? Because I actually have been exploring this. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, I've been exploring this a lot in my life because I am... I give the example. So like I yesterday got criticized really deeply by a friend of mine um, and a very, very close friend. We've known each other for over a decade. And she's just like, Ashley, you can't, you can't do that. Like you, you need to seriously like mature in this situation. You're really spoiled and you're taking care of yourself and you're getting your nails done and everything. But like, you have to acknowledge where your your partner's coming in and where your kids are coming in. And I'm like, but you literally just told me to go get a haircut by your person who charges a fortune. So it's just like, I get this a lot in my environment where I'm just like, where's the balance? Like, so once you take care of yourself, then you're taking care of yourself too much. And mm. if you don't take care of yourself, like, are you a better mom because of that? Or are you a worse mom because of that? And I literally see, like, people that I see on a daily basis give me both sides of the story. Like, oh, you really need to rest. You really need to relax. You really need to take care of yourself. Go get your nails done. Go get your hair done. And that exact same person will turn around and say, yeah, but I, your husband's doing so much and working so hard. And Um, you really need to give him credit and like you're the stay-at-home mom so like that's your job so even if your husband comes home late and then wants a break it's just you're so lucky to be able to stay at home and like there's such an imbalance in every aspect of that so I think like going back it's what do I need to do for myself every single day that makes me show up as the person I want to be, that makes me want to be better, but also know that I'm okay with where I'm at. So like I now go through a morning ritual is like 
we talked about this. This is one of our, our sessions, but it's like the first thing I do in the morning is I get out of bed and put my headphones on and put like party music on like nothing. No, it's hardcore. I'm going to a club party music because that like in the morning, my husband's already gone by the time I get up. I have two kids and a whole farm to take care of on my own in like an hour and a half. And I just get up getting out of bed, feeling completely overwhelmed. And I haven't even started my day. Like I have not even put my feet on the floor and I already have this like super high stress level. So I just put my headphones on. I go brush my teeth, wash my face. And then I get started because that's what makes me feel fresh and ready to present myself for the day where I'm not screaming at the children to get out of bed. I'm just like, you know what? I'm in my zone and I will now be a loving parent getting, I know how hard it is to get up in the morning. I have to do it every day myself. So giving them some compassion and not yelling at them. And you know, my kids are two and six. Like I should not be yelling at them in the morning because I can't get myself together. So like, which person do you want to show up as a parent? Do you want to show up as that screaming parent because you can't get yourself together? Or do you want to be the person who shows up and has compassion and has a good morning life? And I I think that's to everyone. I think if someone wants to yell in the morning, that's to each their own. But I know that I need to do certain things in the morning that is purely me. And even if my kids are already up and they're running around, they're watching TV, I don't care. My ritual is every morning I get up and I put that music on so that I start on that high energy vibe. Wow, there was so much there. And I think that (laughs) is, well, I love it because this is real talk. Like this isn't like, Um, this is really about like what happens in real life, right? So I think the first thing I want to mention is, yeah, when we take care of ourselves and put ourselves first, we're going to trigger others. And it's going to show like things in, in them that they might not think is possible and things like that. And we also, when we are changing, and this is definitely going to be felt in the family. And I know you've, you've gone through this with your family, your identity changes and people start to be like, but that's not who you are. But ultimately we've been teaching people who we are by who we've been acting. A lot of the time it's by basically people pleasing and trying to fit ourselves into a box and shoulding and doing all of these things that we think we should do in order to be the right, um, you know, housewife or wife or mom or whatever in society. And ultimately at the end of the day, when we start doing this work, we start to shed and, you know, take off the layers of who we Uh, actually aren't truly. And then people might say like, that's not you, Ashley, but ultimately, right, this is more me than I've ever been, but this is the facade that I've been playing, right? So the identity shift can definitely trigger people. And so I know that you've talked about, you know, it's really powerful when you start to put yourself first, because it's not about saying like, my kids don't matter, my family doesn't matter, like I put them last. No, 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 no. It's about your cup is full. Who are you being? What example are you setting for your kids? How are you showing up as a person so you can be a better mom, wife, et cetera? And then we can put so much more love, caring, compassion into the people around us because we're not like resentful and we're just like hangry or whatever, irritable, right? So yeah. 
Yeah. I love to hear how have you changed as a mom since putting yourself first? Have, have you noticed a shift in the family dynamics, how you show up as a mom, how your kids even interact with you? Have you noticed any differences? Um, so let me start off right away saying that it's been four months. So like this is, this is very, like still the very beginning of my story and my change. Um, I think it's just recognition. Like when I go into this like ego and into this trauma mode of who I used to be or who I was faking it to be or whatever, um, I can just call myself out on it. So like, it still happens a lot. I still am that screaming mother sometimes because I've just, I've not had a good night or I've neglected to take care of myself and not put on my music. And music it really helps guys I swear um but yeah so I do but I'm then I'm like I turn around to my six-year-old um I haven't really done it with my two-year-old because he's still kind of like the baby cuteness <laughs> but if anyone who has a six-year-old it's like all sass it's especially girls they're just like they're like teenagers and they're just like six so they're cute teenagers and it's just a, a bad mixture um but I like turn around and I say look that was not okay for mommy to say and do mommy is in a bad place at the moment she is in a bad mood and I am sorry you should not have been treated like that that is not okay and like I couldn't do that you know three four months ago I could not turn around and say you did not deserve that from me like parents don't know everything and we're always told that but that is what that means is that you can scream at your child and still give them an apology you can teach them that it's okay to show your emotions it's okay to show raw frustration anger being overwhelmed that's not something to be ashamed of but it is something you need to work on and contain to yourself your energy needs to be contained within yourself unless it is positive and you share it to the world. So share love, but contain like everything else, but not, not in a way where you're not showing it. Um, you have to kind of recall it if it gets out. I, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so, but like in, in, in regards to everything else, like my daughter, I'm a typical American parent, although I'm living in Germany, my daughter has a full schedule we go to gymnastics, we go to music lessons, we go, and I could start seeing it affect her. So we canceled everything. We literally took everything out of our schedules for two weeks. And I said, we're just going to do what we want to do as we leave school. What do you want to do today? And then we do it. And I think by this, I got to show her that it's okay to say no to things. It's okay to say, I can't do this today. And then really put what she finds joy in back into her life. And that's how I became a better parent because I enjoyed doing it with them because I wasn't dragging a screaming, kicking child to dance class and begging her to, to go in. Um, I was listening to her and in thereby listening to how we felt that day. So she said she wanted to go swimming, but I really didn't want to go swimming. We had a, we had a conversation about it. So it was just kind of like bringing our needs together and seeing what we could come up with. And I think, I don't even know if I could recognize that in myself a couple months ago. So I think definitely that was one change. And in regards to family, boundaries, boundaries. Oh my God, the boundaries. I think, especially as my husband, 
I'm not gonna lie here my husband and I are going through a really tough time together we're like acknowledging growth and I think that's really hard um, a friend of mine sent me a, a little meme the other day that said like you've changed this character was saying you changed and the other character the other partner said I'm supposed to and you know that that's really tricky for us because um, my partner continuously says he misses the old me and like when we first met old me and then I like turned into this other person which was all fake which was all fake and I struggled with her too and then I've become like what I am now and even what I'm now is not what he knew in the beginning and is not what he knows things so I think I didn't even present myself as a true form when we first met so it was just like this constant getting to know each other and constant learning and accepting each other as a true self I think that is really really difficult and that is going to come with a lot of discussion, a lot of crying, a lot of reflection, a lot of feeling alone, but then rebuilding as well. So I think you have to be prepared. Um, when I mean desperate, like when I said I was desperate, I was ready to go through anything. And you have to know going into this, you are going to see the true colors of a lot of people. You are going, you're including yourself and it may not be pretty, but what comes out of it is gorgeous. Wow. Okay. That was a lot as well. And I think it's just like, <laughs> Sorry, this I is this all the time. No, I love it because this is something I want to ask you because, um, when we look at like PCOS, you talked about this health coaching, like we, t we usually think about, okay, PCOS, I need to eat and exercise. I need to eat right and exercise. But then we don't look at, I think a lot of the time, any woman who comes into this program, the intuitive woman, they get very surprised by um, what they learn and how it, the mindset and emotional regulation and trauma and all of these things actually impact their health. And they're like, I had no idea. Cause they usually think like, oh, you're yeah. just, you're just going to yeah. tell me what to eat and exercise. Right. So one of the things I wanted to come back to is because um, I know you're talking about like the shitty doctors and like this is I think everyone yeah. has experienced a disheartening experience with the conventional medical system in, in any sort of, you know, framework, whether it's like a doctor or procedures or whatever. And it's very disempowering. And this is why my program is very much about like empowerment and internal shifts and everything which I know we've talked about already but and I know it's a lot of the like eat less exercise more like you're talking about this promotes eating disorders and not only you know is not sustainable doesn't really feel good but it can actually make the whole situation worse which is what I'm really trying to get that message out there so for you the first question I want to ask is how was the approach in the program different um it was like, okay, wow, you do a lot. And I, I think I always had the mindset that I did too little. I think I always was like told I'm not doing, something was always wrong. And I think one of the, I actually heard this um, from a podcast. It was like, if you're constantly giving little comments that put the person in the wrong it's going to break them down over time. And I think your program is like, 
you're not wrong. You're actually doing things perfectly, but are you listening to your body? Like, what, you're not wrong, but I can, I can help you move forward and build on what you're already trying to do. Like, if you're already signed, like, interested in this program, you've already moved in the right direction. Congratulations. And, like, let me help you. Let me hold your hand and be that person for you that you don't have in your current life. And that was especially true for me is, like, I don't have supportive people in my life in what I need. So, like, while they're loving and they do love me to death, they are, you know, if I call them and I ask for something, they're there. But they're not really, like, that person who will hold my hand and just tell me it's going to be okay. They're not really there emotionally or even to help me grow. So they're very happy where they are. So I think that was like what I loved about this program was just that I had someone who said, I'm here, let's go, let's grow together. Like, I didn't feel like you were teaching me. I thought you were like, like it was so easy to talk to you and open up and there was no judgment, not at all. Sorry. Yeah, and you do have the whole like, holistic platform to learn right because it's not just about like it's really about helping you lead yourself but then also educating you on a whole different approach to your health and it's not about eating less like I'm actually getting you to eat more and enjoy your food more and to do exercise that feels good I'm never telling you to like honestly most of the time I'm telling women to do the opposite of what they've been told and it's not like you're doing it wrong again like you're talking about you've been taught something that doesn't work for women's hormones. A lot of the times it's coming from the masculine dominant approaches to health that are based on masculine, you know, research on men and that are based on the 24 hour clock, not on the infradium rhythm, i.e. the cycle, the women's cycle, because our hormones are different. We know that. So we function differently. And this is where it's a whole unlearning and relearning process. Right. So I think that is a part of it as well. Yeah, and I have to I have to say, I'm going to admit it right here. I don't know if you want to hear this, but like I'm not even to the eating part of your thing yet and the exercising part. I had to slow myself down and make sure I was okay mentally and spiritually. And that was, I got so much more out of that part that I'm still like, my head is spinning from how much I learned from that. And I can't even go into like how much better this is going to get once I get into like the, the, the cycling programs and the, the uh, meal like recommendations. And so like, I'm not even there yet. And like, I'm just still like, what else can I heal in my head? Because like, we all know that it, our healing our head is actually, I think more important than healing our bodies because our bodies will just follow suit, like our head control most of what goes on and it all works together and I just like I'm just enjoying so much that mental space I have for myself now um so like yeah you need that platform forever and you need that platform available to you because you're always going to go back to it you're never going to have all of it just you you have to just keep working Okay, so I love that you mentioned that because a lot of the time, and this is why I created this program and why I went beyond the nutrition, because a lot of the programs and what we're told is just focused on the nutrition part and the behavior. But as we go deep into inside this program, 
I'm sure you've experienced this before. I've experienced this. Anyone listening, you're told what to do. You have all the information. We are not a society that lacks information now. We are no. bombarded by information. But how many times have you gotten a protocol or gotten information or like you pretty much know what you need to do to kind of get started to heal or improve your health or whatever, but you don't do it. And that's why this part of the program in terms of mindset, emotional regulation, getting to know yourself, calling yourself out, being able to take action and all that kind of thing is almost, it's really the most important part. It's the foundation because then when you shift who you're being, when you become the person who takes care of yourself, makes yourself a priority, um, you know, all of those types of things, then you start to take the action and it's sustainable. You're not like falling off the wagon. You're not sabotaging yourself, right? And we want to avoid that. So it's about these foundations with the mental and emotional bodies is like you mentioned, it honestly comes before a lot of the doing stuff yeah. and the nutrition stuff, even though we can do that at the same time, but so much more powerful because then you actually become the person who is living the healthy life, quote unquote, because you've yeah. done internal work, right? So I just wanted to mention yeah. that it's so, such a powerful I, point that you made. I actually like, I will give a really quick example of this last week. Um, so I looked in the mirror and I now have a daily practice, whereas if I look in the mirror and I'm not happy with what I see, I do not move from that spot until I change my mindset. So I could be standing in front of the mirror for 10 minutes. I will not move until I change that mindset. And that is literally me just staring myself down. I don't say anything. I don't do anything. I make sure I can, I can move a little bit. I can change the angle, but I do not move away from that mirror. Because I notice that if I look in the mirror in the morning and I'm not happy with what I see, I immediately go back into old habits. So like, I'll be hungry while I'm out and I'll be like, oh, I'll just grab a candy bar or I'll just go get McDonald's or I'll just like, just quickly, it's a treat, it's a treat, like I'm allowed to treat myself. And it's just like, excuses, excuses, excuses. But if I like look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, yeah. I'm showing up today. My body has shown up for me for 33 and a half years. We got this. I'm going to go make my smoothie and make sure I have my smoothie to take in the car because I need to, I need to show up. I need to do this. And my body has show, already shown up for me so many times. So like, I think mindset, like if you do not have a healthy mindset, and this is not talking about you're going to have the bad days, you're going to have those down moments that is normal that is completely normal but if you do not have the mindset to pull yourself out of that and you do not have the mindset to show up for yourself the physical stuff is never going to happen it's never going to happen oh mic drop mic drop moment <laughs> okay and so something i want to expand on here is if you could just say like like one thing that you didn't expect to learn or experience when you signed up for the program what would it be I think the big thing was how spiritual I actually am. And like, I grew up in a super, super religious family, like long hair, long skirt, going to church all the time. You name it, I did it. And um, I totally rebelled from that. That was like, my every religious thing you could think of that was just like anti-people on this planet. That is what I grew up to believe. 
And I changed that myself. But, like, I rejected all forms of spirituality. Like, I just assumed they were, like, going to feed back into God and religion and hating people. I think that's what I really connected with. And I just, during our journey together, I was like, no. Like, I do trust that things are going to work out. I do trust that um, the universe or whatever you're going to call it, it, it's going to provide like I'm not like if I die tomorrow I die tomorrow but if not I'm going to survive um and it's going like whatever I need is going to be there and I have to trust that and the more that I trust that I'm going to be okay and I'm in a safe place and I have people who love me and no one is intentionally hurting me I the more I get in return and like lately I've noticed it's just like someone gives me a discount on something or I have a question in my head and literally someone, one of the many podcasts I follow, that's the title of their podcast. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And I always go into things now learning that some, someone is going to teach me something today. So I just think the spirituality part and just believing that no one's going to hurt me today and someone's going to help me today changing that mindset and being able to be present with myself enough to turn off the negativity and turn on the positivity and welcome it all in that shocked me because I literally never thought I'd be there I I literally would be the last person if you had told me three months ago I'm going to change you into a spiritual person I would have been like you're crazy but um it happens and um my I'm actually now doing practices that um are more healthy than my husband and my husband's a bit of a health nut so um like he's calling me out on it and he's like oh I'm super proud but look at you and it just just going with the flow and what makes me happy without worrying about other people's thoughts is actually like it's the same thing but also its own thing are those are the kind of like the spirituality and like being present with myself and honest with myself is just like, those are things that I'm actually quite impressed came so easily. Yeah. And I mean, this outlook that you have is so powerful because what we expand, what we focus on expands, what we look for, we will find. Right. So this is like a prime Mm -hmm. example and Mm -hmm. like that trust and that faith um, that, you know, life is working out for you and you get to find what you want and attract what you want. And I think it's important to note that you really did the work of like when shit hit the fan or like the uncomfortable feelings coming up, you weren't just like, oh, my life is perfect. Like I trust the universe. Like obviously there is like your practices with, you know, whatever it is, meditation or whatever. But what we really go into inside this program is like feel those things instead of avoiding them. And you did that. And then you were able to kind of like alchemize it and come out on another yeah. side of like, oh, I am not that feeling, emotion, that feeling of worthlessness. It's like, what is that? You're allowed to really feel it. And then you're able yeah. to kind of like come out on the other side and not be stuck there, right? So I think that's a really important piece to bring up as well. Cause it's not just about like, oh, la di la, like rainbows and butterflies. It's like, we feel the stuff that's coming up for ourselves so that we're not looking at like coping mechanisms or going to food instead or alcohol or whatever. And we can then kind of dissipate it 
and come out on the other side of like, okay, I needed to feel that. What was that teaching me, et cetera? What can I go Welcoming, I think someone else termed this, but um, is welcoming the trigger. I really love, I'm starting to love. I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm starting to love. When I get triggered, I'm like, whoa, that's a trigger. I am not, not comfortable. I'm, this is not happening right now. Whatever this is, I am going to sit here and figure it out. Um, That is also a huge aspect of that. Like if you can stop and be like, I hate this. I hate it, hate it, hate it. I, this is terrible. My life is coming to an end. Worst shit ever. Like that's a trigger. So what in you? is being triggered what can't you trust in yourself right now that needs to be looked at and I that is just again one of my daily mantras if I get every day if not every few hours I'm triggered by something and I'm just like what why why am I triggered what is going on there that I don't feel safe so like all going back to the spirituality of like it's okay it's okay. It's okay. Because right now you're being triggered and you're acknowledging that trigger and the universe is trying to tell you that it's time to deal with that and let it go. So you can open up and experience so much more the weight of those, the everything you're holding inside, it just wants to, it just wants to get out. It's it's taking up space. It's holding this negativity in you that is making you sick. It is making you feel these symptoms like no tomorrow like there's a reason you feel these symptoms and it's a reason there's a holistic approach to this because you're holding on stuff that is making you sick so like start letting go start appreciating that your body is trying to tell you something yeah triggers are our teachers really they're just showing us what's unhealed internally right so it's really a gift right it's showing you like the universe and your higher self it's only wanting you to grow and evolve versus the ego wants to do the opposite right so when Mm -hmm. we look at being a victim this is also something that really is powerful in the program about and what i teach is around stop being a victim to our circumstances our diagnosis our past because we can we don't have to stay a victim to that, right? We can look at, okay, what is this? How is this mirroring my internal world? Because I like to use the uh, the analogy that Wayne Dyer uses for if you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Orange juice, because that's what's in the orange. So if you see a person from, you know, the world and life and circumstances squeezes a person, then what's going to come out? Is it going to be anger, rage, sadness, whatever we suppress and stories about ourselves? and so this is really important to look at because it's it's always going to be teaching us like, what is this trying to teach me? Um, so it's really always like, you know, teaching us something. And that's when we can really start wow. to take our power back and we can start to really change our circumstances because we're changing what's internal, right? So yeah. I wanted but to, I wanna... go ahead. I was just gonna say like going off just what you said there is like, stop playing the victim it but play the victim put yourself in the victim mode eat for a few hours if you have to for a full day put yourself there how does that make you feel do you want to feel like that because like you definitely you're going to have those depressed days and that is absolutely fine but like own it be there with it like if you're watching netflix all day 
do you feel healthy doing that? Like when you're you're victimizing yourself, does that make you want to to be the better version of you? I highly doubt it. So I think the more you have those, and the more you sit with yourself during those, the more you're not going to have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's not uh, about bypassing. It's about allowing it to be there, but then taking conscious decision. How am I going to act from now on? Right. And so this is like the whole shift. This can change your entire life, not just your health. Right. So if I were to ask Ashley from four months ago and Ashley now, like where, what has changed? How is she different? How is her life different? Oh, I want to say my life is nothing has changed in my life. Like in my environment I'm just gonna put that out there like I've changed nothing other than like probably self-care products um to make them more clean um but like I still have two kids that need to go to their daycare every day I still have to have that morning routine where they they need to eat first and 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 I still have problems in my relationship but how I'm 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 showing up now that was different from before is that I'm I'm fear-minded I can come to a situation and control myself a bit more so not 100% but I can be there like oh okay sitting down with like a conversation with my husband like this makes me uncomfortable I don't like the conversation we're having okay is it because he's being mean or is it because I'm being triggered and if I'm being triggered can I express that to him in a way that doesn't trigger him or, or situations like I mentioned with being a better parent or, you know, I'm okay that I take care of myself now. It's not a guilt trip anymore because I know how much that means. And I know that like seeing my mother and her health problems right now, like, I'm not going to be able to be a parent for my kids in a few years as I continue down this path. So it's just like, I'm going to go sit and have a coffee outside and I'm going to breathe some fresh air because I am too stressed right now. So it's just like acknowledging where I'm at in almost every moment of the day. Whereas I really couldn't do that at all before. I couldn't process that emotion. I couldn't process those feelings. I couldn't, I didn't have the exercises that you've taught me to get out of those um, triggered traumas that like kept me in bed all day or, um, I don't, I know looking in the mirror and saying, I, I hate my body is not going to get me anywhere. So it's like all these little things. I mean, I'm still completely overwhelmed. My head is spinning, but it's these little practices that you're taught and you, that you learn and develop yourself along the journey that start showing up more and more and more and building off each other. So I think like, I have a direction. I have an idea of what I want to be and where I want to go. And every day I just build on that a little bit more. And, and I think that's like the difference and, and, and where I'm going with this program and where I want to continue going with, with you and with other resources and just keep going because this is, I hope this doesn't end. It's been amazing. Yeah. So we've heard relationships like family life, your relationship Mm -hmm. with your body change. I know that health wise energy and anxiety were like big factors at the beginning too. hormonal issues. What a shift for you there. 
I didn't even think about asking it because I'm all in like <laughs> my mental state. Um, so one of the things that I did was I got off. Um, I started from scratch when we started the program and clearing out all this baggage and, and, and unlearning and relearning everything. I started sleeping better. And I really noticed that my, I used to dream all the time and now I, and I would remember all the dreams and they would be really stressful and I'd wake up feeling stressed. And now I'm like, I'm dreaming, but I'm not allowing them to stress me. They're not stressing me. And I'm just getting that better night's sleep. Um, I'm taking it a bit slower. So um, sleeping, definitely, definitely you feel the energy. Um, the dependence on coffee has gone way down. Like I maybe drink one cup a day, if that. Like sometimes I don't even remember to drink coffee, which I think is amazing. Um, so hormone-wise, I'm still struggling with a lot, but I'm also on hormonal birth control. I didn't choose to go off it for personal reasons with my partner, um, but we do plan to go off that in the next month. Um, so hormone-wise, it's still a little bit dysregulated, but I do feel that I'm heading in the right direction with that. Like, I, I like my skin has changed. It's become brighter. My hair is becoming thicker. Um, so I do know that I'm going down the right path for this. I'm just, it's going to be a bit of a journey for my situation and I'm okay with that. I mean, you have to remember like every person's journey is going to be different and everyone can have, it's okay to say, I want to stay on birth control. Like that is a personal choice. Um, but you can also go off it and you have to remember it's your choice first and foremost. I think I struggled with that a lot is that my partner is like, no, I think you should be on it. And I, I stayed on it. But then I was like, well, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I didn't do that for me. I, I did it for my relationship, but it wasn't for me. So you have to always remember when you're making decisions. Yes, you have to take your partnership into consideration, but it's for you. So I think like this journey is going to take me don't take me years if not the rest of my life but there's just so much to go from that and but you can still see the changes from four months ago to now like there are those little changes that you're like yeah okay let's go it's working this is what I wanted this is what I was hoping for and maybe I didn't even think this was going to happen and it did and I'm really grateful for it yeah and the thing is we can see shifts happen very quickly but the personal growth and healing journey is really never ending. It's not about like, oh, I'm never going to feel better. Like you can actually feel better and see huge shifts very quickly. Yeah. But we're all on our personal evolution and we're always, we can always feel better. We can always, mm -hmm. um, you know, show up stronger and learn more. Like it's, it's never ending. And, you know, probably in the next life, there will be more learning and growing and evolution to do yeah. too. So it's not like, you can't see results quickly, but it's, again, there's always a next level. And so I think that is also beautiful because it's like, we're never meant to just, we never get to the destination. Like that's nice. the ego who's just making that up. Like when you get there, but there doesn't actually ever exist. The only thing that exists is here and we're always, yeah. you know, evolving. So 
That is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's so amazing to hear like the different areas of your life that get impacted when you start to do this work, right? And we think that a lot of the time it's only yeah. good to be our physical health, but it's absolutely not true. So no. if you had... If you had a message for women who are in a similar place that you were in, who are feeling, you know, defeated, helpless, like broken, or, you know, any of these sort of like low vibrational states and just feeling lost, who are wanting things to change in their lives, but they have fear and doubt, what would you tell them? Whose voice is in your head? Because I doubt it's yours. Um, so one of the big things that Laurence has taught me is that most of the thoughts you have in your head are usually told to you by someone else. It's in someone else's voice and it's not truly your own voice because if you're listening to this and you're holding back, but you know that this is the right thing for you, you, you keep going and listening to all her podcasts and following all her Facebook and Instagram, uh, stories, like, you know that this is the right path for you. So I'm, I, my question to you is really whose voice is in your head saying you can't do this because I, I really, really do doubt it's your own. So that, that would be my advice is to really, really listen to, to the sound and the tone of the voice in your head because um, for me, it was just like I had doctors, I had my husband, I had my mother-in-law, I had my own family always excuses and it was always like uh, even my own friend said like you're you're not working that's not your money like do you expect your husband to pay for that and I'm like yeah yeah I actually do I'm raising his kids and I'm not presenting myself as the best mother uh, to his children and the, the best wife to him and the best version of me like I'm forgetting myself here and like he does yoga, he does meditation, but I have no time for myself. Like, so I always had these voices that I used as an excuse for myself, like why I can't manifest this for myself. And like, I, I will share this. Like I had to go to my mother-in-law and ask her for help to pay for this because I, I am a stay-at-home mom. I don't have that kind of money myself. So I said, you know, I asked for help. I used birthday and Christmas money and whatever I could get. And I, I, I made it happen. And I knew that it was the right thing for me. And I think you just have to ask, like, even even if for whatever situation you're in and you, you can't afford the program, just ask, 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 ask. See where you can get yourself because it's always possible. It's always possible. Oh my goodness, mic drop again. I think your resourcefulness is just like testimony to how successful you've been as well in this program mm -hmm. because it's really about taking that action and then the universe moves with you. Like you need to take the first step. And when we use the words like, I can't stop working, it's not possible. It's like a period. We just close the door and then the universe is like, okay, I guess so. Versus like, how can I? Asking yourself a question, how can I make this mm -hmm. work? right? Um, having those conversations, like looking, being creative, all of those sorts of things, like how can I take action on this? And so I just loved having you on the podcast because you are a true embodiment of this work. It's not just Thank about you. like you're, you know, theorizing, like I learned that, no, you're actually integrating it. You've embodied it. And that's why I've just 
it's been such a joy to coach you and then also see you evolve and grow. And like I mentioned, you inspire me as well. And um, I know that you've inspired so many people on this podcast. So thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing your experience I do really hope someone gets uh, a lot out of this because like I just, like I said, I didn't really have, I wasn't into podcasts before this. I wasn't really that much on social media and now it's just exploding and I'm so grateful. I made that first little comment on Facebook and it just took me to where I am now. But that's all it takes sometimes is that little, like you see it as a little jump, but actually just like projects you so far into the right path. It's amazing. When you take that action, when you decide and you commit, who knows, like stuff happens that you can never even think is possible you're like how did that happen how did i find that person like all these sorts of things because you took took that action you made that decision so so powerful thank you so much one statement on facebook yeah thank you for having me